What's in the queue? 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 Oh. Oh, look at those two bars recording right there. Two? Two bars? And you actually have little sound waves that don't look like you're nine miles away from the microphone. Sweet. How close do I... How close do I need to be? Not that close. (laughs) How about back here? Maybe a little closer. (laughs) We're going to hear some cheap wine plastic bottles opening here. I, you know... I do love a tiny bottle. The whole concept of just drinking my own bottle of wine because it's, what, four ounces? Yes. (sighs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) The plastic. Tink. The tiniest of tinks. Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I've been excited to hear what you thought of this documentary. It's nothing sad, per se, nothing murderous, nothing heavy, no husbands um, releasing uh, other dudes, um, no children getting kidnapped twice. Um, Honestly, like, it was, it was such a breeze of a documentary that... I I ended up watching the whole thing in one setting. Yeah. And was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> just an easy, fun, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just light and happy and crazy. Well, and it's, with the exception of n- knowing full well the majority of this stuff took place in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So... Some weird shit probably happened. Yeah. Like, this documentary was just so nice. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, mm, okay, let's do a little palate cleansing. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, we've had some interesting things and sad and all that stuff. So, light, happy, and a whole lot of fun. All right, that's when what's in the queue, guys. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, bye. <laughs> Our shortest podcast to date. And we didn't even name the documentary yet. <laughs> so, today, we are going to talk about Supermensch, the legend of Shep Gordon. When you read the title, yeah. do you sing it like that uh, one song, that one Rick James song, Supermensch, Supermensch, he's Supermensch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I do, now I do. Um, this is a 2013 documentary. Um, Supermensch documents the astounding career of Hollywood insider, the lovable Shep Gordon who fell into music management by chance after moving to L.A. straight out of college and befriending Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, and Jimi Hendrix. NBD. You know. That's what I Probs. (laughs) Um, Shep managed rock stars such as Pink Floyd, Luther Vandross, and Teddy Pendergrass, and his bestie for life, Alice Cooper. God, they're adorable together. Right. And later, he uh, basically creates the genre of the celebrity chef. Mm. 
pretty freaking sweet, bro. Now, your documentary description was a lot longer than what I got. Really? Yeah, all I got was, uh, meet the man who invented sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Shep Gordon is the ultimate Hollywood insider who spent his life making other people famous. In his directorial debut, Mike Myers returns the favor by uh, shining a light on this living legend. I like yours better. Yeah. I, when I was writing mine down, I'm like, this is Still long, and Still it pretty writing. much tells you the whole story. story. Yeah, so you... we're done now. For real. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Chef Gordon is, like, the most unlikely talent producers that I've ever seen. Like, it's not like he went to business school. It's not like his dad was in the business before him. He didn't didn't inherit this at all. No. He he literally was in the right place at the right time with the right amount of weed. Yeah! (laughs) So... Uh, you know, in, in the very beginning of this documentary, we get lots of flashes and celebrity. Like, I mean, it this thing oh my gosh. is the talking pooping heads. out celebrities everywhere. Um, I tried to write them all no, down. No, 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 I could, I couldn't no. keep up. And I remembered from you know when it first came out. I watched it. I, I was like, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, there's too mm-hmm. many. No, too many. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, Shep was a graduate of the University of Buffalo. Um, he considered himself this, like, socialist, um, this libertarian, you know, he's just out to save the world. Um, so he decided to be a probation officer for youth. Um, (laughs) so, so right away he gets sent into the jail. Yeah, like a juvie setting. Um, and all the other guards decide, we don't like you. (laughs) Um, so they get all of the tiny inmates to start kicking his ass. I mean, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he left um, and he ended up stopping um, at this hotel called the Hollywood Landmark. Um, he dropped some acid, as one does, after you just got your ass kicked as a guard um, on your first day. I mean, you know, might as well. Yeah. Um, and he starts hearing this screaming and he looks out and he sees, uh, a guy and a girl and he thinks that she's being raped. So, you know, he's out to save the world. Wait, I was on saying, acid. Which, which shows like the type of person that he is yeah. that even high as fuck on acid. He's like, no, I can fix it. I yeah. can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so he heads down there and he's like trying to break this up. Um, and the lady turns around and punches him in the face. She's like, hey, we're just doing it, man. Like, yeah. get, off get, her, lost. get off her back. Um, so the next morning he comes down um, and he runs in to the chick that, you know, he tried to save. And it's Janice fucking Joplin. Again, NBD. Whatever. It's what I was. And, you know, she's just chilling by the pool. Um, with her friend Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, again, NBD. No, no problems. Deal. No problems. <laughs> um, apparently, this hotel that he just happened to stop at is like home to like that's where all the rock stars wanted to hang out. Yeah, I guess it was like you know maybe their little oasis where they could be like, okay, we want these groupies to come and all these band people and then nobody else. Yeah. Um. So he's super lucked out. Um. He ends up. Being friends with Jimi Hendrix and uh, Jimi Hendrix is like, hey, are you Jewish? You should be a manager. 
Well, I mean, it, it was the 60s. It's a thing. No, it's still a thing now. It's still a thing. It's still the thing. Um, and he's like, hey, there's this band, you know, Alice Cooper. You should go sign them. Yeah. Go go, go be their manager. And he's like, oh, okay. okay. Um, and Alice Cooper, they're besties. They're like. I oh, mean, to this day, they are besties. They're adorable. Um, Shep says, and I, well, no, maybe it was Alice Cooper says this, but they've never had a contract. Never. It was it was a handshake. I'll take care of it. You got this. I got this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Alice, you know, he even says, if it weren't for Shep, we maybe would have lasted three years. Oh, yeah. Um, but. Well, and because, like, Shep was the one who realized that scan well he wasn't the one that realized but he realized and he was well aware that scandal sells mm-hmm. so if you can get all the kids as parents mm-hmm. to hate your music those kids are gonna buy your album yeah so he set out to make alice the bad boy band you know yeah and even going around with People with cameras with no film in them just to flash like, oh, who are, who are they? You know, oh. he understood how to create a buzz. Yeah. And he had basically, as Alice Cooper says, is he basically had a hand in creating who Alice Cooper became. Yeah. Uh, all the theatrics and the outfit and the just the well, craziness. What's, what's even crazier is that the whole like Alice Cooper idea didn't even develop until they moved out to Detroit. Yeah. Like, cause LA was kind of getting weird. Uh, the cops were busting that hotel left and right. So like they packed, every, they all packed up. And I think by that time, I want to say Janice, Janice was dead. Jimmy yeah. was dead. So they were like, all right, well, let's get out of here. Let's go to Detroit. Yeah. And the Detroit scene at that time was, um, I'm going to call it unwashed. Yeah. Yeah. But it, had kind of took root in the music scene again. You know, you always had like the Motown and all that stuff. So there was that music center there. um, And so you started seeing a lot more people start coming up there or heading there just to check out that scene. It was more of that gritty city life. Yeah. um, As opposed to, you know, LA is tanning and tanning. Now, um, now it's Colts and Crystals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so even uh, Jimi Hendrix had even helped him come up with the name uh, for his managing company. Um, he said, you need to do a peace sign. And the first word that you can think of that has a V in it. So they went and looked up in a dictionary and found Alive. So Alive Enterprises was born. <laughs> yeah. Pretty she- crazy. Shep didn't even know to like print out business cards no at that time like was it jimmy henderson yeah pink floyd that he was told like him to print out yeah pink, it was like uh, pink floyd cards. was coming yeah and they were like we'll give it you know jimmy's like give him a business card he's like oh, mm, what's, what's that? that so you know he went and did all that um he start. i mean he just he seriously understood just naturally how to create a celebrity persona and yeah. how to get people to be famous well and and the idea that the fame comes with desire. Yeah. So you need people to desire you and you need to be 
looking like you're living the life that they desire. Yeah. So even if you're not actually living that life, you need to look like you're living that life. Exactly. Um, the 70s were chock full of drugs, money, Ugh. and ladies. Um, he ends up... Um, shoot, hold Do, on. I, for the 70s, let's just, you and me both go through, like, two stories each. Okay. That was your favorite. Um, can I go first? Go. So, um, like, once Shep got Alice Cooper into, like, the Detroit music scene, got him big, got him blown up, like made them yeah. rock gods, they moved back out to L.A. Because business-wise, right. that's what you need to do. Of course. Um, so, uh, Shep gets a house, um, and he had a cat. And the cat's name was, um, oh my gosh, I didn't write the cat's name down. It was, um, like, the mystical one or something yeah. like that. It was some 70s fucking drugged-out name. <laughs> um, and one day the cat goes missing. And Shep's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll ask my neighbors. Hey, Neighbor Carrie Grant, have you have you seen my cat around? And the housekeeper opens the door to Carrie Grant's house, and there's Carrie Grant and his and Shep's cat, yeah. like in full cuddle mode. Yeah. And Mrs. Mrs. Carrie Grant's like, yeah, no, you can't take the cat back. It's brought Carrie Grant back to life. And Shep's like, hmm. uh, all right, well, I guess we have joint custody of a cat now. <laughs> And they even, like, splice a little picture together yeah. of Cary Grant with a leash and Shep so with Shep. a leash and the cats at the end. It's so cute. Um, my favorite was how he signed Teddy Pendergrass. Ooh, okay. So he, you know, he decides he wants to go sign him, all this stuff, um, after he hears him. And basically, he, he kind of was like, you know, I kind of didn't care for sure, like, if I signed him or not. Sure. Um, but I told him, um, I can out drink you. I can out drug you. I can everything. I can outlast you. So if I can do that, you have to sign with me thinking that Teddy would be like, no. Well, and even Teddy was like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. And, and Shep's like, well, if you are passed out drunk at the end of the night, I'm still going to be there yeah. to get your money out of your pocket and keep it safe for you. Yep. And, and uh, Teddy Pendergrass is like, that's a real good point. I'll sign right here. <laughs> yeah. So they 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 do it. They they take a bunch of drugs. Um, and three days later, Teddy was out. And Shep got himself a new member to the Alive Management. Well, and, and it really, it opened... Signing Teddy opened Shep's eyes to what they called the Chitlin circuit. Yes. Which I didn't know about. I didn't Basically, either. it's the idea that black artists would tour the country, um, but not get paid. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they're not white. So no. why why pay them? Right. <sighs> right. So Shep changed that for Teddy. He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm booking you in white clubs. You're getting paid. Yeah. And did. Yeah. He got Teddy to the point where they started... Um, Doing concerts for ladies only. Ladies only. I mean, well, and okay. I would just love, I would just love to be alive and like all a part of all of this. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, I don't know if I'd really do all the drugs. Yeah. I'd yeah, you would. <laughs> and I'd probably die, and <laughs> that would be the end of my story. It's, you know. It's but fun. just you know, we were talking about just being like a fly on the wall, just being a part of that, and like. 
you know, he he got to this point where, you know, it was like Alice Cooper and John Lennon and like all these other famous people. They had their own little like drinking club. Yeah. Um, and he got to the point where he could ask all of them to come to Anne Murray, who was the total opposite of anybody he's ever represented. She was like squeaky clean. She's like, Canadian, first of all. Family time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he's got Alice Cooper as his main person. Right. So he gets John Lennon and all of them to take a picture and go to Anne Murray's concert. And that like skyrocketed her career. Yeah. Just from that. She was like, I didn't picture. know any of them. I didn't, I don't like Alice I don't even Cooper. think we talked like, to those people. <laughs> yeah. But it made her famous just from that. Um, and he just, you see this over and over again, how he can just make magic happen well and the way he does it is with what he called compassionate business yes and my second 70s example of why shep uh shep gordon uh i just blanked on his name shep gordon is amazing um is when he got with groucho marx right so alice cooper and groucho marx were also BFFs. Right. Groucho Marx would go over to Alice Cooper's house, watch TV every night, and, like, give commentary on it, on, like, okay, no, he was gay. No, that guy had this, had these chicks at the same time. This guy did this amount of drugs. Like, like Groucho Marx had all of the stories. Yes. And Groucho Marx loved Alice Cooper because he was like, oh, no, this is just the new vaudeville. That's what this is. Right, right. So, Groucho Marx apparently was another one of those guys that no matter how much he was working, he wasn't getting paid. Right. Right? And, um, oh, that reminds me of uh, a producer, uh, of Shep describing a producer's three jobs. You have three jobs. Get the money. Yep. Don't forget to get the money. And always remember to don't forget to get the money. Right. Right? Definitely. So... Shep finds out that Groucho Marx isn't getting paid for shit. And basically, he used his connection with another record producer mm-hmm. to get Groucho Marx uh, an advance on an album, which then led Shep to always take care of that music pro- or that, that particular record producer, mm-hmm. which then led to like six different other artists with that music producer. Like, it was, it's just this thing where he's like, there's no winners and losers in business. There's winners and winners. There's no reason why there can't be winners and winners. Yeah. So if somebody does something for me, I'm going to do everything for the rest of my life to make sure that person is taken care of, which then leads to everyone that does something for me, like everyone, every every time I do something for someone else, mm-hmm. they do everything within their power for the rest of their lives to take care of me. Right. And you see the tentacles go out from that. Right. You see the roots and the vines go out from that. Right. Over the next, you know, 20, 30, 30 years. Right. In his career. And it is that thing of like, he actually does care. Yeah. Like he's not just doing it so somebody will do something else for him. No. Like there was that's plenty just, of examples that's the where, on the cake. yeah, where he took no money, yeah, just to get this person their chance, yeah, or they need this spot at this time. Like he took zero fee for the Live Aid to move Alice Cooper in a really good spot. No, oh, or Teddy, 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 sorry, Teddy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that's just over and over. You see this. Um, he had a previous relationship that um things kind of fell apart she had a daughter um some years passed and he you know found out that the daughter had passed away 
and um, she had these three kids. And Shep, this is a theme throughout the whole thing. Shep loves babies. He loves babies. He lo- like yeah. loves kids. He wants it, to be a dad, wants to be a dad. Honestly, like, like living through the 70s and 80s yeah. with as much drugs as he did, I can't believe he doesn't have some, some kids right. running around here somewhere. Right. Right? Amazing. Anyhow. Um, so he just, without a second thought, um, you know, just took care of these kids and loved them like they were his own grandchildren. Yeah. Um, and, and to this day is still taking care of them and yeah, he's, just... He's Grandpa Shep. Loves, loves them and... Uh, and loves their babies. Like, he's got, he's got great grandbabies mm, with these babies now. Shep, I love you. You're <laughs> just so sweet. You're just wonderful. Anyways. Um, so they, you know, they kind of go into the description of what the mensch is, you know, trustworthy. He's always there and that's why they describe him as this. Super um, mensch. Super mensch. Um... Michael Douglas. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Michael refers Douglas refers to him in two two different ways. He says uh, Shep has a uh, built-in capacity of compassion, but he also could be a motherfucker. Um, well, and he there, there's a great picture of Shep with a uh, a no head no backstage pass shirt. Yes, that I kind of want. I kind of really want. Kind of want that. Well, now that our, we've said that out loud, our phones are listening, and Instagram will deliver. So. Thank you, Instagram. Thanks, Instagram. Um, and he also refers to him as a Jew boo. And <laughs> oh, I missed that. I, I like. I had to pause and just talk about that. It was adorable. So a Jew boo. He's because Shep is Jewish. But he's also a Buddhist. The Jew so he's a yes. Jew-boo. I forgot all about that. Um, Shep, oh, can Shep we gets talk hooked about, up. Yeah. Can we talk about how Shep is a fangirl for the Dalai Lama? And it's the most adorable thing ever. Like three pictures of him in his bedroom. Yeah. His holiness. Aww. Aww. And it, was the, it was the weirdest thing, like, how he even got hooked up with him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay... Now we gotta take three steps back to yeah. get to get to even get to the Dalai Lama. Like Shep, um, got introduced to a three-star Michelin-rated chef, uh, uh, Roger Verger, right? Mm-hmm. And Shep was just like starstruck by this guy. He was like, "I don't even know what you do, but whatever you do, I want to do it too." Right. Turns out he's like master chef. Yeah. And so Shep's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go to cooking school." Yeah. Um, I mean, we're already, like, mid-70s. He'd burnt out. He'd moved to Maui. He was he, semi-retired. He, yeah, he was semi-retired anyway. Can I just say how jealous of his lovely Maui home. Oh, my God. He bought it for, like, 60 grand. It's worth, like, well, no, no, $6 no. million. He, dollars. 650 grand. Oh. But it's worth, like, 15 mil now. Yeah. Because, you know, Hawaii real estate. Did you see how messed up I made the... I made those numbers 60 grand to, like, 3 million. <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. We're with it. So so anyway, so um, Chef gets hooked up with Roger Verger. They end up, like, I'm assuming Roger Verger teaches him how to chef. Yeah. Basically. They travel around together. Um, and because Chef learns how to cook, he just, like, cold calls the personal assistant for the Dalai Lama. And is like, hey, the Dalai Lama's coming through Hawaii. I'd like to cook for him. I would like to serve him with... You know, with food. And the guy's like, yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, by the way, I'm Shep Gordon. I have lots and lots of famous people. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that also helps. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he gets this opportunity to cook for the Dalai Lama. Um, They become 
friends. I don't know how. I don't know how the Dalai Lama has friends, but whatever level of friendship that is, that we'll just call it friends. Like, because I mean, like we're really good friends. Yes, but I don't have pictures of you in my bedroom. You don't? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I will I'm, take those. I'm down assuming then. that Shep is friends with the Dalai Lama in the sense that he has met him and served him food multiple times but i don't think the dalai lama calls him up is like hey did you see that episode of riverdale like, i don't think he watches riverdale i i'm not gonna presume that the dalai lama so does whatever, not watch riverdale but i think whatever version of that would be like i found a sweet passage okay and this is for you sure like he does get a gift from the dalai lama that's true <laughs> and i just thought to myself wouldn't it be funny? Like, he's reading this thinking it's such a super personal thing. And everybody that the Dalai Lama That's gives gifts to, it says the same thing. That's what I assumed. I would That's like to I think assumed. not. I would like to think not. I, yeah. But it's possible. Somebody else. At least one um, other person has the listen. exact same little note. Okay, so the boyfriend and I just ordered Chinese food last oh, weekend, yeah. right? And... All three fortune cookies had the same fortune. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that means like they're it's super going to happen or yeah. if we just got one batch from the factory. I had Chinese, Chinese food twice this week. That's fine. And I think I still have some. Now I'm going to have some when I go home. That's fine. Anyways. Anyway. So. Um, um, okay. So he, uh, he had Carolyn Pfeiffer with him um, through... A lot of this. Yeah. Um, basically, her baby was the baby that Alice Cooper had used on his... for his co- album cover. Yeah. Um, what is it? Billion, billion Dollar Babies yeah. or whatever? Yeah. That's um, her baby. And she, she was in London? No. She, yeah. No. Yes. She was London-based, but her daughter passed away. Yes. And she just had to get out. Yeah. So, Chef's like... Come on. Um, he During this time, too, he started Island Alive Films. Um, he basically put her in charge of that. She was um, the first woman executive in that position. Um, and she says she was the only woman that could greenlight a film in Hollywood at that time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, that, I mean, that's even dude, before. how baller is that? That's even before like Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Because like Kathleen Kennedy came out of the like Spielberg Lucas camp. Yeah. And like both of them were like, yeah, no, we trust you. Go ahead. Yeah. Proceed. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's around this time too that um, he meets Mike Myers um, doing Wayne's World because <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> If you've never seen Wayne's World, first of all, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Listen, I still respect your life choices, but I mean, please go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Al, if you don't know, Alice Cooper is in that, right? It's not a spoiler. Um, and so Shep's talking with Mike Myers. He's like, "Hey, so um, we want to put the new song off the album in the par- in the scene where they're at the concert." Yeah. And Mike Myers is like, "No." Or we could do "Schools Out." Yeah, he's like, no, and Shep's like, well, I know you shoot in two weeks. You don't have time to change anything, so this is what we're doing. Also, why don't you just put schools out on the end credits, and nobody's going to know the difference. Yeah. And Mike's like, oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, so obviously he does it. Yeah. Uh, Alice does Be My Frankenstein, and 
I love it. And the uh, I'm, I'm Not, not worthy, worthy meme um, is born. Yeah, and uh, still to this day, anytime Alice Cooper is anywhere, he gets a I'm Not Worthy, and I would totally do that, too. Definitely, I, I would do that. I would be too embarrassed. I would, I would, I would just, it. like, not make a direct eye contact and be like, oh, my God, you're Alice Cooper. Okay, I gotta go by. <laughs> <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, from there, around this time, too, he starts dating Sharon Stone. I mean, again. No big. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> this part of the documentary, um, I guess this was this all took place at Cannes. Yeah. Right? And Shep was staying at this beautiful residence that Napoleon Bonaparte built for his wife, Josephine. Yeah. Um, chilling with Michael Douglas. Just chilling chilling with Michael Douglas on, I'm assuming, I think it's the Seine River, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Sharon Stone's like... Oh, this is a lovely place. Shep says thank you. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and I love him even more. He's like, well, I never said I didn't own it. Mm-hmm. And I never said I did own it. Yeah. So he proceeds to show around the place. Sure. And bang the shit out of Sharon Stone. Yeah. Because Michael Douglas is like, yeah, it's the last time I saw him that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they did for quite a while. Um I didn't write down how that ended. Oh, but. that's that's how he meets the Dalai Lama. That, oh, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, connected yeah. with the Dalai yeah, Lama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. So, see, in this documentary, like, we had to flip forward because it's, like, telling some of the juicy parts of the stories, and then it'll go back to earlier things. And yeah. And it's, like, back forward. So, it's just It's just such us. a cute story. Um, So, okay, so we're post-Dalai Lama fangirling. Yes. And at this time, he's working with the chefs. Yes. Um, he starts realizing that the chefs are kind of in that same position that um, Teddy and all of them were back in the day mm-hmm. uh, of of going around the world, um, cooking everywhere, and they're not even able to eat in they're the not, restaurant. Well, because the help because doesn't Because they're eat, the help. The help doesn't eat in the restaurant. Which is so bizarre to us now. What the fuck, France? Because now it's like, oh, who's the chef? No, no, no. Because we have this chef thing. That chef created this. He got all these chefs together. They were all like, help us. And he was like, okay. And he did. He got Emerald. He He got Emerald fucking Legacy. Yeah, he agreed to get with the exec of the Food Network right when it started. Emerald would work for free. Yeah. As long as they could pump their own commercial. Yeah. And that's where Emerald Seasoning came from. Bam! 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 <laughs> I can't stop. I forgot he was so, the Bam guy for a little bit until yeah, this documentary. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I mean, you even see Anthony Bourdain in there. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I, I miss you. M- minute of silence. All right. <laughs> um, just talking about... How Emerald and, you know, they really paved the way for all of these celebrity chefs. And, I mean, I am definitely one. I am, I cannot cook. I don't want to eat 98% of the food that I see on cooking shows. You're a chicken tender baby. I am. Like, some stuff I'm like, well, that looks all right. And then they'll throw fish or something. Like, never mind. Okay. Can I, can I have a confession here for just a second? For the first time ever, I think I understand you... And your love of chicken tenders. Right. Because in this most recent episode of My Favorite Murder that came out. Yeah. They were talking about how, like, chicken tenders are comfortable. 
And yeah. it's it's guaranteed. Yeah. And it's like a little security blanket of food. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because I like to be, you know, out on thin ice with the food. And I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'm sure shit going to try it. No. But I get it now. Yeah. I get it. It's, I respect you now. <laughs> it, anywhere you go, if they got chicken tenders and you don't see anything else that you want to try, you can just go. They're safe. Yeah. You know they're at least going to be okay. Yeah. It's not that they're great. I don't think they're great. They're just okay. They're fine. But it's better than getting something that I'm like, ew, I don't like goat cheese. I'm so happy I paid $20 for a goat cheese burger that I don't like. Mm, I do love goat cheese, though. Chicken tenders. Anywho. (laughs) And that was brought to you by Tyson. Frozen chicken tenders anytime. Thank you. Hey, so there was just a ghost sound. And I'm freaking out now because we're in the basement. There's a lot of dark corners. And it was behind you, Emily. Um, I'll just put on record, I didn't hear that. So that makes me even more worried. Cool, 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 cool. We're not talking about Momo. <laughs> um, so at this point, Shep's like, you know, I think I'm going to kind of retire. I'm going to take a break. I don't want to take care of the chefs anymore. Right. Um, I mean, I always got Alice's back and I'm sure plenty of others to sure. keep the money flowing. Not, not Luther Vandross. <laughs> no, he was a little hangry. Um, but whatever. Um, so in 2012, um, Shep had what they described as a heart attack of the intestine. Did that make any sense to you? whatsoever i feel like it's probably some sort of crazy spasm that probably tied his little stuff all in knots and so he had to get that surgery now tom arnold had a fantastic joke about that before this medical scare shep was with a raw chef named renee Mm. which i don't quite get raw food Mm -mm. it's not for me but whatever um they were married, uh, but after two years, they got divorced because um, Shep really wanted a baby. They weren't conceiving, and the relationship just fell apart. Yeah. So, Shep has this intestinal medical scare, <laughs> and Tom Arnold's like, he's like, look, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, he ate all this raw food, and then his ass exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um... So he, luckily, he makes it out of there okay. Um, You know, he talks about, like, he would have really liked to have carved out some more family time in his life for that to happen. But other than that, he's super enjoyed what he's doing. Literally everyone loves Shep Gordon. Yeah, I even wrote, I heart Shep, hashtag Shep for life. (laughs) With the Um, number four, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) definitely. Um, So... Like, we wind down into the credits, and the first thing up in the credits is Chef would like to acknowledge the many contributions of Joe Greenberg to building Alive Enterprises and Alice Cooper's career. Who the fuck is Joe Greenberg, and why wasn't he in this documentary? Right. Was there a falling out? Did was he die? Oh. There's our murder. Oh, he was murdered. Ooh. He might be just fine. He's probably fine. He's fine. He's probably he, fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like, that's the first thing that pops up in the credits. And I'm like, what did you leave out? Yeah. Mike Myers. Yeah. Part two. Part two. Part two. Shep's Revenge. Part two. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
Shep's the man. We love Shep. Um, if what just, a wild and crazy ride. If you just want to, like, feel good yeah. watching something. Yeah, if you want to see a dresser drawer full of weed. And not just, like, the bottom of the dresser. Like, no. filled up to the top of the dresser drawer. Probably got to press down on it just a little bit yeah. like I do with my t-shirt and tank top drawer to push it in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of weed. So, if you want to see what that looks like, check out Supermensch, the I, legend of Shep Gordon. Can I tell you a really funny story real quick? Yeah, do it. Um, so, a few years ago when I was still on Facebook, it was around Christmas time, and my mom shared this picture, and uh, the caption was like, share this sparkly bud tree for a good <gasps> Christmas. And it was like a purple-tinted marijuana bush. Shrub tree thing. Nice. And my mom's like, "Oh, I, I thought it was a Christmas tree." And I'm like, uh, "No, mom. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Push your heart, no." Yeah. But now she takes CBD oil. So she's cool. Awesome. <laughs> uh, can I tell you this, please? So my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law, they lived in Tennessee. Yes. And um, so when we went to their house for the first time to stay the night. Um, you know, a gorgeous house. I mean, just awesome. So the guest room, we're like laying down, getting ready to turn off the light. And they have um, like a fake tree in there for ambiance. Sure. And we're looking at it, looking at it. And I was like, what does that tree look like to you? And he's staring. He's like, oh, I'm like, he goes, those are pot leaves. Bless their sweet, precious hearts. I don't think they ever noticed it. We never said anything to them. I'm like, they totally had. Like, I just, I just to- imagine the dude at the tree making factory was like, <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna notice gotcha, this, and he starts printing out pot leaves <laughs> and affixing them to this tree. Was it a buckeye tree? I don't know. Because, no, because, like, I always laugh whenever I see the oh, yeah, Ohio yeah, yeah. State stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is the Japanese maples. Yeah. They look like they pot leaves. Mm. Mm. But this one was green, and Japanese maples are red. Yes, we have one. I love them. Yes, we have one in the backyard. So pretty. Anywho. Anywho. So. Um, yeah, no, Superman's just fun. Go watch yeah. it. Be happy for five fucking, well, 80. 86 minutes. Go be happy for 86 minutes. Did you write that down? No, I I had my boyfriend look it up because I needed to know how much time to budget to watch it. <laughs> if that's not oh, the most Lord. Emily thing I've ever said on this podcast, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so go have a happy time enjoying yeah. this documentary. Um, Shep, we love you. We love you, Shep. Um, hey, if you have seen a documentary yeah. that you love and you think we would love to, send it to us at what's in the queue at gmail.com. Yes. I would also like to put it in the universe. I've been having feelings about doing a series documentary. <gasps> like, it ha- it's going to have to be something super good. Yes. Um, that we can do a multi-part. <gasps> like a month-long series yes. on? Yes. Yes. We're um, not doing would, the staircase because it's 18,000 hours long. No, I, I would like maximum a six episode. Yeah. Um, and some of those we might have to do a two episode in one. Which I would be fine with. Okay. So. Can can I volunteer an option? Yes. Audience, let me know what you think. Lorena, I really want to watch okay. a guy get his penis cut off. Oh, you. 
Yes. I'm totally down for that. So we'll put that on the list. Yes. Hey, what are you guys watching? Because we want to know. Yes. Please what would be us. your favorite series one that you would super want us to do? Yes. Let us know. What's in the queue at gmail.com. Yeah, or, I mean, you could try the socials. We may or may not. Oh, I'll definitely answer you. No, we'll definitely answer. Because thank you to uh, whoever listened to the um, Abducted in Plain Sight interview er, uh, episode and did, in fact, show us that the legal age of consent in Mississippi is not nine. Thank you, my dude. Yes. We had a wonderful discussion about that. Thank you. Love you, love you. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, more of that. Yes, please. If we get something wrong, tell us in a nice way. Yeah. Uh, if we're amazing, please tell us. Yeah. I mean, we know we're amazing, but it's nice to have outside validation. Well, and also, if I'm wrong about nine-year-olds having sex, I want to be wrong about that. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, we'll see you yeah. later. Yeah, we'll see you later. Maybe. All right. We love you. Know. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.